0: listening to the Embroidery Podcast. I'm your host, Masako Newton. Thanks for tuning in. In this episode, Mark, Becky, and I are talking about embroidery and pets. We hope you enjoy our chat. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Embroidery Podcast. I'm here with Mark and Becky as usual.
1: Yes, Becky hi from me um thanks for joining us again for the second episode of season two
2: here's Marg. hello everybody thanks for joining us i hope you enjoy this episode it's all about pets
1: i was thinking um for this podcast it'd be good if i could get bill to bark yeah Can we say oh. hello but i don't know he's just He's there he's either. hi bill who's this bill 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 who's this can oh. you say hello hello bill um maybe if i say the word cat c a t cats
0: <laughs> <laughs> right so we're going to start with Becky and Bill or Mag? What do you, I don't know your cat's name,
2: Marg. Marley.
0: Yeah, that's right. How do you spell?
2: M-A-R-L-E-Y Marley. Yeah. So Marley is new to the house. Yeah. So even though I've had pets at home with my parents, I've never had my own pet in my own house. So... Um, yeah, it's getting easier. It. And he sometimes does come in my studio with me when I'm stitching. Do you get that, Becky? Do you, does Bill and Polly come into your studio when you're working?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Polly, so Bill's a dog, Polly's a cat. Um, she's quite old now. She tends to just stay in the sunny lounge. Um, Bill, yeah, he likes to be sort of around, you know, yeah. know what's going on all the time. Um, so yeah he sometimes comes and sits under my table which is nice um yeah it's good company when you're working
2: yeah Yeah. it's good company I have to say though I'm really cautious now about how many needles I use yes (laughs) I used to do it before just to protect myself from standing on them Mm. but now when I get a project out I count how many needles I've got on my frame. So like, I'll take five out, put them on my frame. And then I count five back in, if that makes sense, to put back in my pin cushion or on the side, just so that I'm really sure I haven't dropped a needle on the floor. Um, because obviously, yeah, for myself, standing on it or kneeling on it or anyone else that comes in, but also obviously pets, uh, especially cats, are like a little bit of thread to play with. And, um, Yeah, thread often comes with a needle at the other end. So obviously that's a not very nice situation. And I have heard of an experience that a fellow embroiderer had where one of their cats was playing with a bit of thread that had the needle on and did swallow it. Oh no! Which sounds, I think I would have panicked, but she was very calm and she just gently pulled the thread out with the needle still attached. It was a number 12, number 12 needle. And she was just really calm and pulled it out and everything was fine. So I, I was paranoid before, but I'm even more paranoid after hearing yeah. that. So um, yeah, so I just, I always count my needles back in now. And um, when, when I finished for the day.
1: Yeah. That's a very good idea. I I must be bad owner. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um oh, she's so Polly's so old, she doesn't really play with anything. No, no, that's true. She doesn't she didn't come in my room so much. Occasionally she wants feeding, you know. But um yeah, that's a really good, yeah. If you've got a new like a young yeah. animal, um that wants to play, yeah, it's very hmm important
2: yeah yeah also it's not very nice to for us to get you know a needle in the knee or toe or foot no. to go, um, I should be doing that for ourselves as well <laughs>
1: sitting on a needle mm, so. I often like if I sometimes I if it's nice I'll go and work in the garden and put a needle in my top you know and it's there
2: don't you yeah that's really bad I'm just I'm so paranoid about scratching my eye Uh, when I I never ever put needles in the top I know loads of people that do I know loads of people that put them in their top obviously health and safety warning yeah (laughs) it's not advised but
1: with um what was I going to say we were going to talk about pets in embroidery as in yes depicting your pets yes yeah pet portraits a lot of people want to know
0: about how to do it and i know you know margaret's very experienced with this painting and the canvas shading so you can tell us about that and becky you know i've seen your
1: work depicting lovely (laughs) 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 Yeah, mine. Um, the ones I've done, they're all dogs. Um, I think used to have it on my website. You know, you could commission the little this little dog portrait, but it's just just the head, and it's very much a sort of stylized version of it. Not yeah, like I love photo,
2: that. Not like yeah.
1: photo realistic.
2: Well, of, I think so. your little even though as you say they're you know quite little and they're stylized I think that you always captured the essence of the pet so you obviously would get a photo of the pet mm-hmm. and you'd then turn it into a beautiful edited version but you could still see that it was that animal that doggy it's, um, it's even so- though you simplified Simplified it that's really clever so how so if you've got a photo would you draw just a little sort of sketch of that how would you translate that into yeah
1: I would because it always has to be on the side view I could never do I can because it always looks a bit weird you know front view it looks like I've squashed the face
2: or something yeah
1: (laughs) I prefer to have a side view of the dog so yeah then I would just because the scale, I'm, I'm just measuring, I've got one here, like... So, I, so you, you get the photos from your clients first, Yeah, photos, and, yes. And then, yeah, just like take a few so I can pick a good one. And then the actual embroidery is about three centimetres square, roughly. And then I use, they're kind of like, you could use them as a like, little fridge magnet or something, or... Mm. A, a pin, you know, a brooch or whatever. If you want to go around with your dog on your jacket, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, so just in a little circular shape um, with a bit of wood on the back, and then I'd either put a magnet or a brooch pin, um, and just put the name of the the dog, yeah, Stitch the <clears throat> name of the dog on it as well.
2: Perhaps when um, we can put some of your little ones on Instagram, so people yeah can see. Indeed because they're so beautifully simplified and oh, that I makes know. it sound very that makes I it sound really easy but actually it's quite hard to I think get a simple picture like that to be effective it's really difficult so I didn't mean oh that's no, 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah but the, from the photos to
0: your sketch it's it's a skill you know that yeah. not everybody can depict or capture the character of the dog no
1: yeah. no yeah
0: mm-hmm. and um so if you can if you can um post the photos of your work (laughs) and then and then listener would know what we're talking about
1: (laughs) i don't really do them anymore but if some somebody like for instance a guy in san francisco who's like a friend of a friend he had two little jack russells and um one called audrey and i think that was the first dog after bill i ever did Mm -hmm. um and then her he wanted me to do her sister this is like recently but I did Audrey maybe eight years ago or something mm-hmm. but he's got them both now looking at each other on his fridge oh. <laughs> that's really oh. cute oh, yeah. that's lovely. A little memory of because they both passed away um, oh. memory of the dogs yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, but, but yeah do you have
0: it do you have any um, advice or suggestions if people wants to have a go at their own pets and then they want to do like a stylized portrait?
1: I, I mean I do find it easier to do um, something with longer fur because then I'd kind of pick out maybe the shape of the fur, say round the neck, mm-hmm. and just kind of like <laughs> like the one of Bill, which you'll see on Instagram. It's just like, because you've got quite long fur around the kind of main area. And I just kind of like did a kind of almost like zigzaggy kind of shape mm-hmm. um, rather than just really complicated lots of lines and trying to make it really look like fur. I've kind of picked out the way the fur falls, if that makes sense.
2: Yeah. yeah. It's hard,
1: it's hard to describe. So
0: you pick a, one particular... Um, What do you call aspects of the, what do you call, like a characteristic
1: feature of the the, dog? I'm just looking at the one I've done here. I've just like outlined it with split stitch, so a lot of the background fabric showing through, so it's not solid at all. Mm-hmm. And then quite often, like you know, a dog will have like little speckles or freckles or something. Mm-hmm. So I've just done almost like little seedy stitches for that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then the obviously the eye, <laughs> um, but a lot of the sort of stitching on the face. Is background fabric um, I see. going What through. what stitch did you use for the eyes? Um, or just one eye? If it's a it's side so group? yeah, so tiny. <laughs> I it's almost just like two stitches next to each other, oh. going maybe horizontally. Mm-hmm. And then I for the pupil done the say the eyes brown, just a dark brown stitch going vertically over the top yeah then there's a couple of little stitches around the edge oh I see Um, it's almost like a little bit of satin stitch yeah going horizontally doing the pupil over the top vertically and then a little bit of stitching around it Mm. that makes sense I don't know how you do how you do the eye in silk shading Mm. um is that, if, it, if it's, I guess it just depends on the... Oh, Marg
0: can talk about it later, <laughs> I guess, because because her pet portrait is more realistic. Yeah, yeah um,
1: beautiful,
0: yeah. Yeah, Margot, would you like to move on to your, okay.
2: yeah? Um, thread painting, yeah. So, um, I, lo- I mean, I love doing animals in thread painting but um, I think you have to, probably Becky might agree with this, that if you do your own pet in any kind of embroidery, you're really aware that at the end that it's got to look like your pet. So you really need to concentrate and try and get all, as you say, the characteristics. Otherwise it's just an animal, any old cat or dog or you know bird that you might have. So it's making sure that what that you stitch, and this is, I guess, for any technique, that what you stitch really um, shows that particular pet, if it's your one. And if you did it for somebody else, it's got to be what makes that. You can't just do any old... Um, any old one, So you've got to have really clear photographs, I'd say. Not so you usually start
0: with the photos and yeah. then you sketch, start
2: sketching. Yeah. yeah. So I would say really clear photograph that shows the true color. Because mm-hmm. obviously if you're going to do something like thread painting, um, matching the color is really important for your own pet or someone else's pet. Mm-hmm. Otherwise you'll have a completely different animal. So I'd say good photographs with them um, True colours in, and showing the sort of the direction of the fur, mm. so that helps because then when you stitch it, all the information is on your photograph. So all the little kind of bits of fur that stick one way or flow another, as Becky says, you kind of follow the direction, and that helps you with your stitching. So. Um, Yeah really really good drawing um, from your original photograph with all the little directions and markings so that you get to put all of the markings in all the directions of fur and then that will help you get a realistic um, pet.
1: Because I suppose with well with if you were stitching any animal with fur um, it's not like you know with a flower it, it kind of the stitches flow in one direction in a lovely curve or something. There might be like, it's going one way and then suddenly it's going, the fur's going another way, you know, it's all haphazard um, but it's capture that,
2: yeah. Yeah, exactly. I guess it's like, yeah, as I said, really clear picture makes it easy for you. If you've got to make up bits because you've got a shadow or it's out of focus, you don't know where all the fur goes or um, it makes it really hard. So if you've got a really clear photograph, that, that's kind of half the battle, really, to help you get a good um, a
1: good Yeah. 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 Um, Can I yeah. go back
0: to the uh, eyes that we were talking about? How would you do it? It's also one of the questions we get is, like, do you do the eyes last or do you do the eyes first? Because you know, the, it's behind the fur,
1: almost.
2: <laughs> it's not only <laughs> um, the eye. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So how do you do it? Firstly, well, if you think about an eye, it's surrounded on humans and animals with a lid and like the edge of the eye. So technically you could do it at any time um, because you'd have to go around and do the lid and the little rim on the eye anyway, because that would be after, because we work from the back to the front. Um, Some people don't like having like the bare eyes when they work, so they want the eyes in. (laughs) Other people uh, want the eyes in so that the eyes are in and looking at them. So (laughs) it could be at any point because you have to outline them anyway and you have to put a little um, like a lid or rim on the bottom, anyway, and then you had an eyelid. So I'd say it's really up to you whether you do them first so they're looking at you, or you do them last because you don't want them looking at you.
1: Yeah, I think Probably it's well. kind of spooky to have two like floating eyes yeah. yes. around. Today. Yeah.
2: <laughs> personally i do them at the end yeah mm. uh, and then i would do the little edge and i do the eyelid mm. um just because i just think it's kind of the finishing touch really and then when the eye goes in it's like it's such a lovely feeling um and it brings it alive so that's okay. why i do it at the end and add a little highlight I always add a little highlight in a white or a light gray a little stitch because it kind of brings it all alive
1: yeah um,
2: and I wouldn't also I would not pad them so I think that's quite important that if you've done a flat embroidery that you don't pad out the eyes because it does look like these huge great bulbous
1: yeah.
2: um, and you should achieve that with your shading so you try and shade in your long and short stitch so it looks like they're kind of rounded and 3D um yeah, yeah. So.
1: rather than it being raised yeah. yeah yeah
2: exactly so um I think that's that's probably how I'd approach the eyes, mostly for things like that. Mm-hmm. Well, I just also wanted to say that I think black work can be quite an effective um, embroidery technique for animals. Yeah.
0: Mm. Um, can, can you go through the process of how you go about, do
2: you have to have a black and white photos to start with? No, so I would say for black work, again, you need just a really, really clear picture. It's quite nice if you've zoomed in, so maybe you would get face and shoulders or something like that, Mm -hmm. so you can get really nice shading. Mm -hmm. So a good variation of shading on the animal. Um, And you can always convert your color photograph to a black and white one on a photocopier or printer or your computer. And you would use that as the basis for your black work. And you would probably try and find some stitches that gave the impression of fur and movement mm. um, so that you can do the effective shading. But I, I always think that a black work animal is really effective.
1: Mm. Yeah, because you can get that sort of photo realist yeah. effect from it, can you? You can really yeah. depict the subject quite mm. literally. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's a sh- yeah.
0: Shading is a little bit difficult, so you need to do sampling on the side all the time. It's like which one works and which yeah. one is
2: the right shade? And- yeah, and I think also if you this obviously there's thousands of blackwork patterns. You could always make up your own blackwork pattern yeah. if your animal has you know particular type of fur. Mm-hmm. You could always try and represent that yourself. Um, You can draw it on square paper if you like, kind of just get the idea of it. Doing it on square paper before you do your little sample is quite good. um, Then you can see if it looks like your. Oh, something (laughs) happened. (laughs) Sorry, it's my computer beeping at me. Um, So. um, And you can use
1: the different thicknesses of thread, can't you? You know, you can practice fine silk um
0: it's like um they use it in like fly
2: um yeah. fly, fishing. fly fishing yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah that was <laughs> the is showing us on the screen it's a, it's a gossamer silk. so gossamer silk is really really fine so yes it's used in fly fishing um but it's really useful for embroiderers actually yeah. because it's really strong and really smooth and it's it's I mean obviously it's silk, so it has a bit of a sheen, but it's not too shiny. And yeah. it's lovely to use um to use that. It's
1: a real detail. Yeah. Uh-huh. Tiny because you could just use one grain of the linen, can't you? Stim- yes. stitch, not yeah. Nappy two. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. What about the canvas shading mark? You do pet, pet,
2: pet portraits in canvas shading. Yeah, canvas shading. So that would be um, a tent stitch, which is just one little diagonal, like a half cross stitch. Yeah, um, stitch
0: I think tent. American people call it the needle, needle point.
2: Yeah, yes. needle point. So um, with that, again, you've got to have a really good photograph. Also, you've got to make sure that your wool range, so your thread range that you use, comes in enough colors to create your pet. Now, because it's canvas, you could shade in the needle. So you could put two colors together in the needle to to make a shade. But whatever range you use, you probably need to check first that it it comes in the colors that you want before you decide to do maybe canvas shading. Uh, But I guess it's the same principle, good photograph. You know, you'd mark on your canvas the the markings of your cattle dog or whatever animal. Um, and really good observations. You have to kind of see what makes your animal um, particular. And obviously that, that's all one stitch. So it really relies on the color to give the um, effect. You can't do long stitches if you're just going to do a canvas tenth stitch shading.
0: I also think,
1: sorry, sorry, It sounds very (laughs) difficult. I've never done that in canvas shading. Oh, I,
0: I have to say, canvas shading for pet portrait is quite difficult. And then you have to have a, a, it has to be a very big size, I thought. You know, it's if it's a small size, because the area you can stitch is so limited mm-hmm. and then you can't really I guess have a go
1: at the, yeah. Be slightly more simplified again, like what I've done, you know, you'd have to kind of just stylize it a bit more than
2: it being yeah otherwise yeah I think Becky you're right you'd have to simplify it otherwise you'd have to have a huge piece of canvas and a really really fine gauge of canvas to get all the sort of you know details that you want so there is a little bit of compromise I think with canvas shading to um, if you're going to do something like a cushion to kind of get the effect
0: fine gauge you
2: would say 18 Kind well, 18. Or... But if you can go finer, then oh. though it's harder to get hold of. Yeah, if you go finer, then I would. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess 18 is quite fine. But mm-hmm. I quite like it finer.
0: So if it's 18 count canvas, and then you would use two strands of wool. Uh, it depends so, on your wool that you use. Obviously, oh, that's
2: right. Yeah. Nowadays, there's lots of lots of very fine wool. So if you were using, for example, an Appleton crawl wool, Mm -hmm. you would use two strands, but if you're using a finer wool, you could use three strands, Mm -hmm. but that means you can then have three strands, three different colors in your needle. So that might give you the effect you want, Um, but obviously you've got to, again, have have all the colors that you'd need anyway. Yeah.
0: Yeah you can mix uh, you know three colors or two colors two strands in one or yeah yeah that, that's really interesting yeah that's,
1: okay. I just, I've never done a pet portrait in metal thread but I guess you could, you know. <laughs> oh, Becky,
0: <laughs> I think you should try. <laughs> do you should to. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: I want to see
0: Bill and Polly in metal thread embroidery. Yeah. <laughs> Please <do>? try. <laughs> accepted, yeah. <laughs> it's really, it has to be really stylized. Yeah, yeah. And, exactly. you know, it's quite, you know, I don't, I, it's a challenge, isn't it? It's, it's quite... Um, difficult I can't really imagine I'll I'll just look forward to seeing that
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> maybe lots of um, couching with color you know, yeah. like oh yes that's yeah that's a good way to sh- I do mean, the I, shading I do animals but they're not pets but so it can't be that different no I think you should like you say that you're trying to capture the personality yeah. of, of your pet yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: Incidents that um when you are teaching let's say Becky you oh. are teaching online you're at home
1: and then uh, Bill comes in or Polly comes in <laughs> yeah, all the time that like Bill because um he's very wants to be involved in anything that's going on you know or, by the way he's a collie. I don't know they're kind of like pretty he's pretty calm for a colleague but a lot of colleagues are quite sort of um highly strung I suppose but yeah anyway he he always when I in um let the students in on the call um you know you're saying hello how are you hello yeah and he's because I normally shut my studio door oh. you know, so there's no <clears throat> no background noise um, he starts scratching the door to come in and then starts barking Aww. and then the door knocks says barking and <laughs> I'm so, so embarrassed but then it turns out most of your students have got like one of one lady beautiful uh Jack Russell that's always just sat on her lap during Aww. the class and I'm sometimes sure. its little head pops up you know into the <laughs> camera <laughs> oh. um, so, I mean I, I guess on zoom it's just like everyone you're at home mostly um so everybody understands there's going to be surrounding noise or mm. distractions and things but um but they they all loved it you know this particular group um and I was showing turn my camera around to show Bill and then they're all asking you know what he likes doing or you know <laughs> <laughs> that's really sweet um but some when I first started teaching on zoom I would ask my husband to take him out because yeah. I am so paranoid about yeah. the noise um so it's just you know if it's just that initial hello how are you you know if you're talking in a high-pitched voice or whatever and waving at people on the screen he wants to come and see what's going on so but I think most people don't no, no, don't really mind you know I, it's I, don't, yeah, I think it's a <laughs> bonus that you can see your pet <laughs> but Polly never comes in she she's okay oh, uh, no no but um, it's quite, it was it did stress me out at first um, um because I was worried about the noise but and that's why um he went you know he'd go for a walk at, when I started the meeting um. Um, but yeah it's it's fine now yeah it's nice to see other people's pets you know because they're mostly as I say on the call they're in their own home so they're with their pets um, oh so you can see you can see your students pets yeah sometimes yeah (laughs) or one of them has to go off to feed the cat or something so I'll be Uh, back in a minute I've just got to um, uh, and one lady just got a new puppy um, so we she had to drop off the call several times you know to go and see to it or... <laughs> so yeah it's nice, it's nice. It's a sort of yeah well lots of people got dogs in lockdown didn't they so it's like a sort of yeah. you know it's a comfort to have a pet isn't it around I think mm-hmm. um so yeah, yeah. I... I don't know if you <laughs> i, mean, I have, have to have confess
0: i don't have a pet so, <laughs> you know. and you know people say oh you don't know what you're missing but uh, i ne- i never had a pet so i really don't know how to look after
1: mm-hmm. them oh it's easy. <laughs> i mean the dog is harder isn't it because they you know a cat does it was with uh, a cat does what it wants really. mm-hmm. Whereas we've got to mm-hmm. you know it's the walking isn't it walking sorry we've gone off topic on embroidery. Yeah, on. Yeah. <laughs> 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 <dogs>. sorry <laughs> but yeah it's a commitment isn't it but they're good you know I was going to say um for me in my working day because obviously doing embroidery or it's very intense isn't it mm. um, you need to rest your eyes so having had a dog it you have to walk it walk it so it's a really good way of Getting you out yeah. um, into the countryside, and um, I've also, uh, I don't know if this is relevant, but um, you know, going into the woods or something, I'll find bird feathers and things. Only because you know, I wouldn't have done it if I didn't have to walk Bill. Um, so you can find, in, obviously, find inspiration while you're out and about walking a dog. Yeah, good point. Or embroidery. So, <laughs> mm. um, Anyway, that's a bit random. Um, do we have anything else you want to talk about? I was, all I was going to say was that if you've got a cat that likes to sit on work surfaces and things, or on you know, just to cover up your work, <laughs> cover up your embroidery. Oh, that's a good advice. Put it away because I think we had a student maybe at hampton court that whose cat kept sitting on their work you'd be like oh it's a comfy warm space i'm gonna sit on the slate frame you know mm. embroidery i don't know but so yeah just I, maybe cover up
2: yeah your- i think anyway though even if you haven't got a pet you yeah. should cover your work cover up. <laughs> because, <laughs> Even like insects coming in, oh, glass of yeah. wine, who knows, yeah. glass of wine spilled on. So I'd say cover your work, but I'm yeah. a bit of stickler for that, as my students say about covering up their work. So they'd be like, Oh yeah, that's that's mog <laughs> yeah.
0: Especially No, I cover my work even though I had I, you know, I don't have a pet, but I cover my work. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> do you do any pet portraits, Masco? Well, I am trying to
0: do some pet portrait for my friends at the moment, mm-hmm. but um, I guess I need your help, Mug. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime you can have my help you, I'm it's, sure you don't
2: need my help
0: yeah, but, it's um, really difficult to capture the personality of the dog you know and then you're right Margaret, it's really important to have the good photograph uh-huh. so you know because I know their face but it's really hard to interpret into the embroidery it's yeah it's a bit ve- really um it's a long process for me it's like
2: yeah I guess um another thing which I forgot to mention I think is that if you were doing a thread painting Mm -hmm. another thing that you should do before you start the embroidery is a plan of the stitch direction that is all where the fur goes and how it lies so that as you embroider you've already gone through where each stitch which way it faces does that make sense so you look really closely so you get an outline of your animal Mm -hmm. and then with a pencil on the paper you kind of do little marks to show where the fur or feathers or um, hair is lying so that you kind of can see how your embroidery build up so as you're stitching you refer to that plus your colour picture to um, work out where you've got to go because you've already gone through it once it kind of makes it easier so you know where you're heading to um and start the back bit of fur uh, or hair so um which would depend on how your photo has been taken
1: yeah I never do I never do silk shading really so yeah I don't yeah I should have a go <laughs> have a go at, you know more um realistic version of something but i'll try the metal thread first yeah
2: Yeah. (laughs) thanks very much everybody for listening i hope we hope you've enjoyed our pet portrait episode we would love to see your versions of your pets or ones that you've done for other people um so if you post them on instagram and you if you tag us and uh mention us so if you do at the embroidery podcast and hashtag the embroidery podcast we'll be able to share them on our stories and perhaps on our grid um and also if you've done Pets in other embroidery techniques, that would be really good to see. So that and we'll share those so that you can other people can see, oh yeah, I could do my pet in this technique. So we'd love to see your pets in embroidery. Um also maybe you've done machine embroidery. Um because yeah. that so he's... my friend did um apriquet ah yeah yes. so uh, so let's see all your pets and embroidery and we can share them on our instagram and facebook page well wow. thank
0: you for listening everybody and join us again next time bye, see bye. You. bye. bye.